Welcome to Closing the Books, a podcast by IC System, your trusted subject matter expert for debt collection solutions. Join us as we discuss the biggest trends and topics in debt collection and explore account recoveries in an uncertain future. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Closing the Books, a podcast from IC System. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us. The model for collection agencies is changing, and here to talk about that and more is John Erickson, president and CEO of IC System. John, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. Good to be here. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to get a chance to talk about this uh, today, John. And one of the things that I really want to discuss, especially right off the bat, is what differentiates IC System from other collection agencies? Boy, well, I think... You know, the main things that differentiate IC system, first, we're a, we're a third generation family owned business. I believe we're probably the largest closely held debt collection company in the industry. So that's, that makes us certainly unique. We're very diverse, serve many markets in our industry. And those would be the kind of the, the key differentiators to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, John, you grew up in this industry and you have a good deal of experience and perspective. So, from you know, drawing on that perspective and drawing on the history that you have in this particular area, how have you seen the approach and in the industry change over the years? Yeah, I have grown up in the industry. And I remember as a, a kid, the company was actually founded by my grandmother. So, being around the business, uh, you know, watching her kind of run the business. And then my dad was involved in the business uh, as president for a stint. And then even my mom had a turn running the business for a while. So, um, I have been around the business growing up. And I started back in 1996 and had just kind of wrapped up college and wasn't sure what I was going to do. And you thought hard about do I want to go into the family business or not? And decided, yeah, I'm going to go and apply at IC. And I applied as a, a collector at IC and uh, got hired as a collector at IC and did that for a year, um, spent a year on the phones. And this was back in 96, a lot different environment than the environment we're in today. Not as highly regulated, certainly. And uh, I think the approach that we took in dealing with consumers, the in- and I'm talking about the industry, was a lot different. You know, I don't know if aggressive is is a good word to describe it, but certainly much more aggressive approach. When you talk to consumers, it was a lot more demanding payment on past due accounts. And that has evolved completely uh, over the years at IC System. And, you know, you fast forward to, gosh, I kind of took over in my role um, in 2011. And we started talking about things like tone and manner and... Uh, you know, how we treat consumers and um, rebooted our core values. And we have people as one of our main core values. And, and I'm not talking about our people. I'm talking about how we treat the people we talk with on the phone and handling all those communications with dignity and respect and um, just treating consumers well. You know, what we found, consumers respond to that approach much better. We do customer satisfaction scores and you know, we rank like 99% of consumers feel that they were treated uh, respectfully on the phone call. Regulators kind of demand that approach these days. Our clients demand that approach these days and retention is important to them. So 
it really has evolved and it, it very much mirrors more of a customer service call these days. And, you know, the approach is just try to help consumers resolve a difficult financial situation they're in. Absolutely. And I, I think that that, um, that is something that, that has been a major evolution in the industry uh, over the years, as you, as you mentioned. So tell me a little bit more about what compassionate collection efforts look like in practice. As you mentioned, just treating people respectfully uh, and with dignity, things along those lines. What does that look like in practice when people are on the phones um, and, and in a very practical way? Kind of give me a breakdown of what that looks like. Sure. So I think it all starts with our training, right? With our agents and, uh, you know, empathy training and how to understand what a consumer might be going through. You know, when we talk to our folks that work at IC system, I meet with our new employees on day one of employment and kind of talk about our approach. And we have all of our members of our senior leadership team go through and talk to our new hires on that uh, during that first week of training and uh, talk about our approach to how we do the job. You know, it's it the the calls. There's so many different variables that go into every call. But what I tell our folks is, you know, approach each situation, and you know, you're trying to help a consumer and you're trying to help them resolve a difficult situation. And we say that you know, 99% of the folks that you're going to talk to on the phone didn't choose to be in this position and that they need help getting out of it. So that's the approach, hmm. you know, try to help them. And it's good for our employees. We're in a high turnover industry. And what we found is turnover has gone way down. It's just, it's healthier for our employees to take that approach and show up and, and try to help consumers versus trying to uh, strong arm somebody into paying their bill. It's just a much healthier approach for our people as well. Right, right. So y- y- you talked about, you know, educating your clients and and educating your people just on what this looks like. So how do you go about educating your clients on what an en- empathy-based approach looks like and, and why it's so effective? And, you know, do, I- I'm curious, just, f- just from your perspective, having seen a-, a lot of different approaches in the industry, you know, do you ever face any initial skepticism that you have to overcome when it comes to taking a more en- empathetic approach towards collection? As far as educating our clients. I think the most compelling story that we have to tell is, and it kind of shows that we put our money where our mouth is on this, is Mm -hmm. we do do post-call surveys. And as far as I know, we're one of the only uh, companies in our industry that does this. Um, So all consumers are given the option to take a survey at the end of every call. The questions we ask Question one is, did our representative treat you professionally? And 99% of the time we get yes responses on that. Question two, please rate your experience today. Five being the best, one being the worst, right? And, you know, we we show up there like a 4.65. And then question three, were you satisfied with the outcome of the call? And that's 95% Mm -hmm. yes and 5% no. So I think that's a a good way for us to, to show that. That we do do that. And, you know, we have had thousands. I think in the month of May, we had 20,000 consumers uh, take the survey. So that's a pretty large sample size. So um, pretty valid, uh, we think. So that's one way we convince folks to do it. And the, your second question was what? From, your, from, from the perspective of your clients, do you ever face any initial skepticism when it comes to uh, taking a more empathetic approach? And you know, if so, how do you overcome that? And how do you educate on this being the correct approach to take? Sometimes. I mean, sometimes there's skepticism, right? I think 
there are folks in our industry and on, on our client side that have been in the industry for a long time and were around during those days when it was much more aggressive. And uh, I think if anything, the questions we get more than anything are, well, you know, um, are you going to collect enough money if you're if you're so mm-hmm. nice? We'd like to see you maybe be a little more aggressive. So that's the skepticism, I think, is kind of this this belief that, wow, you know, you need to be more aggressive if you're going to going to collect money. And that's not true. Our data proves that we have so much information that shows that when we score out our calls and we score well on our phone calls, we collect a lot more money. We tie that back to to dollars collected. So so at a macro level, the math works and it it it's very successful that approach in our industry. Absolutely. Now, earlier, John, you mentioned um, just the, the idea that the, the industry is far more regulated than it used to be. How have those regulations come in and, and maybe changed things or had an effect on how uh, how collection agencies do business these days? Back when I started it, there was the FDCPA, um, which is the federal law that regulates what we do. And that was in place. But it it wasn't much. There, was, there, was, there are and were state regulations, too, and those sometimes regulated us a little more strictly than the FDCPA did. But, uh, you know, since 96, now we have the CFPB and the FCRA. And I mean, there's lots of different regulations that we follow and uh, comply with. And gosh, I you know, it creates work for sure. And believe me, there was a lot of time spent understanding, you know, how to be in compliance uh, with all these different regulations and and trying to understand what these different regulators wanted to see from us. But that was good work. It was good in the sense that it made us better, right? And I do think that it was worthwhile for us actually to go through that process. And I think having been in the industry in 96, and I think it was probably not necessarily a bad thing to have that that regulation as much as you kind of hated it at the time it's been a it's been a good thing and i think what i've seen is a lot of the businesses uh in this industry that do take the regulators and the regulation seriously are are very good businesses i don't know of a lot of companies in our industry that kind of you know would fit that old stereotype of collection agencies they're very well-run professional Mm -hmm. organizations that try like crazy every single day to do the right thing and uh, and follow the rules. And that's that's kind of what we do. So Absolutely. We've spent a lot of time on the podcast so far, just kind of looking back and looking at how things have changed and how things have gotten to where they are today. But we're undergoing another uh, maybe major shift in society when it comes to COVID-19 and, and the pandemic. So from your perspective, John, how has the COVID-19 pandemic illustrated the importance of collection agencies to, you know, to businesses and, and to your clients? Yeah, I think from our client's perspective, so much of this COVID-19 stuff, you don't know, right? It's uh, get your crystal right. ball out and, and try to figure out what's going to happen next. When we initially started down this path, our forecasts for the business were, were pretty dire. You know, we weren't, we weren't expecting much from the business during, uh, during the summer months. But in fact, what we found is the opposite's been pretty true. I think a lot of the, uh, well, the stimulus payments and the, the the different benefits going on out there, you know, consumers have the ability to kind of shore up some of their past due accounts right now. And the consumer out there gets a lot of credit because we're seeing 
a lot of accounts get paid now um, that had been sitting out there delinquent for a while. So they are um, taking care of their obligations out there. So it's not a bad time for collections right now, as surprising as that was to me when it started happening. Um, I think for our clients, you know, when this ends and specifically like, like you think of healthcare and there was a pause on elective procedures there and kind of cash flow was probably crimped at a lot of our clients' offices. And I think there will be a need for cash and cash flow. And that's exactly what we exist to do is to help businesses generate some of that cash flow and reduce DSO and AR balances. So I predict demand, increased demand for our services. And, uh, you know, so, so for us, it's, uh, you know, we want to be out there talking about this. And if there is someone that needs help and our services would be useful, we want to be able to talk to them and just explain that to them. Absolutely. So if people are out there and they do want more information, they're listening to this podcast and they're like, yeah, we could, we could use some help in this area. Where can they go to find more information on IC system? So I would say the best place to go is icsystem.com. It's our website. You can, uh, you know, request to, to be contacted out there or fill out a form and uh, or you could download any one of our white papers on collections and get more information that way too. Excellent. Well, John Erickson, President and CEO of IC System, thank you so much for joining me today and talking a little bit about the shift in the industry and what a compassionate collection effort looks like um, and breaking that down for us and talking about how regulations have changed things as well. So John Erickson, President and CEO of IC System, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And everybody out there, thank you so much for listening to this podcast from IC System called Closing the Books. We'll be back, of course, with more episodes of the podcast. But until then, to stay up to date with everything going on with IC System and in the collection agency world, make sure you subscribe to the podcast there on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and make sure to visit icsystem.com for more information. And of course, we will be back soon with those episodes. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening. <laughs>